Welcome to episode number 18 of the Four Animals for Earth podcast. Today I'm talking with Diana in Northeast Los Angeles. Diana recently founded Trade Closet, which is a private Facebook group for local women to trade their clothing, their handbags, and their shoes. Trade Closet is bringing together the local community. It cuts down on waste, and because it's free, it's accessible to almost anyone. Her simple idea for all of us today is to buy secondhand or trade instead of buying something new when we need something new. By buying secondhand, we can splurge on something that may otherwise hurt the environment, or we might be able to to buy things that we normally couldn't afford if we do it secondhand. As a bonus, buying secondhand helps us find unique, one-of-a-kind things that we can love. Diana says she's been shopping secondhand for so long that she doesn't even want to go back. How inspiring is that? If you're interested in starting a trade closet in your area after you listen, please reach out to Diana. She would love to talk to you. Her contact information links to everything that she talks about today and a link to watch the behind the scenes video of our interview. All of those things are at fouranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 18. And one quick favor to ask of you, if you're a fan and you haven't already done this, would you please consider leaving a rating and a review on Apple. It really helps us reach new people. You can do that easily at fouranimalsforearth.com slash Apple. Thank you. Hi there, this is Brandy and you're listening to the Four Animals for Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath and let's get started. Can you start off with just sharing what is Trade Closet, Neela? How does it work? Well, a trade closet is a way for women or people who identify uh, as women or who wear women's clothing to uh, trade clothing, uh, bags and shoes and uh, and some accessories. Um, What we do is we each create what's called a trade closet post. So we we introduce ourselves and then we have photo comments of our available clothes and you can you can post on on other people's trade closets and you know express that you're interested in something and you can ask them to look at your trade closet and you can arrange a trade it doesn't have to be equal sometimes people just just give and you can just give as well I have noticed sometimes people will say, um, like, I, I don't need anything else for this. I just want to find a new home for it. It's here. Yeah. And then, and then somebody can just grab it. Is it, so did you, so you use Facebook for this. Did you explore different um, tools or was it kind of like, okay, this, this makes sense. It's in Facebook. It's a private group, right? Yes. Uh, I, I made it private just, I, you know. it felt safer Mm -hmm. and it makes people take it more seriously. Mm -hmm. They have to ask, answer some questions and you are required to, to read what it's about before you can come in. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just to sort of weed out people who, you know, might join and, and, and spam or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, 
Facebook. So how is it going having it on Facebook? Does that work pretty well? Are you finding like people are naturally there and um, it's kind of nice. I guess everyone is very familiar with with communicating through like a Facebook private group, right? So has that been helpful? Yes. I think so. I um, I decided on Facebook, well, I didn't, all the research I did was in searching for a group like Trade Closet. Okay. And I looked for apps and it looked like there were a couple, but they just didn't, um, they just didn't maintain momentum. But the, the Facebook format seemed to be maintaining momentum. And I, you know, I've been busy during this pandemic and I haven't been as uh, involved and, you know, I haven't been cheerleading the group as much as I wish I, if I, I, I wish I could, but, um, but it's still going. I think it's, it's a lot like a by nothing project in some ways. Do you want to talk about what, because by nothing project is kind of what inspired you to do this, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, yeah. It was both a Poshmark and by nothing project that sort of inspired me. Okay, that makes um, I started sense. The, yeah, yeah, it's I like a blend. Pandemic. I started the pandemic and I couldn't do my thrift store shopping anymore. And so I went on Poshmark and I realized that I couldn't afford to keep that up. And so I thought, well, it's just trading clothes, you know, it, it doesn't have to, um, it doesn't have to cost so much. So uh, I was inspired by the Buy Nothing Project, which is where you can just, you just post things you don't need anymore, or you can do an ask. I just didn't ask for um, a bathroom hand towel holder, you know, just one of those rings. Uh -huh. And two people said, hey, I've got one. So I actually get to shop for my free <laughs> yeah, hand how towel fun. ring. So is Buy Nothing Project, is there is there a platform for that? How did you end up asking about the towel ring holder? Where was that? Oh, Buy Nothing is also a Facebook group. Uh, you can go to buynothingproject.org and find the group that you belong in. They're very, very particular. You have to live in a certain vicinity between this street and that street and this highway to be in your neighborhood group. I, I would love if Trade Closet could be that particular, but right right now we we just want to have members and people participating. I've even, uh, one woman was a little bit outside of Neela. She was a bit West. So what we decided to do was just ship our clothes to each other. Okay. So we were both out $5, but that's no big deal. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Well, and, and what I, um, I was thinking too, maybe you can describe how trade closet differs from Poshmark or, um, thread up or you know there's there's a lot of different options to buy secondhand clothing but trade right. closet is you're not buying the clothing and i wondered if maybe you could just explain that for anyone who might still be a little bit wondering like what what is this facebook group she's talking about so how does it differ oh. from like a poshmark or a thread up or something like that well what you you trade clothes with a woman in your neighborhood and you look at her trade closet post and you can look at the things that she has to offer. And then you can either 
uh, drive to her place and if she agrees to trade with you, of course, drive to her place and drop off a bag of clothes and then hopefully pick up what you wanted. Or she might come to your place or, as, as I told you, uh, maybe you can mail it to each other. Um, the, the difference is that uh, there's a lot less uh, environmental impact as far as shipping, where, where, where the clothes are traveling a very short distance of just a few miles. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot greener and um, it also costs nothing. <laughs> so it's a lot, a lot friendlier on your pocketbook. <laughs> I, um, I'm actually wearing a 100% trade closet outfit oh, right now. Oh, that's so fun. So yeah, I thought I'd come over and see if I can figure out how to show it to you. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Oh, that's great. Oh, so I'm awesome. wearing uh, this, oh, this really nice sweater. Uh-huh. And and this is actually a dress, but um, I wanted to wear pants because it's cold. And I, it's hard to see, but I got these great, great linen pants. Wow. And That's then over awesome. here, I put up a few uh, things that I traded for. I received this shirt. It's an H&M shirt. I just, I just really like the, um, I just really like the pattern here. That's really cute. Yeah, that's really cute. And this has been fantastic. This is a dress. It just feels really artsy and modern, and it's uh-huh. got a great drape. It's uh-huh. by uh, Wilfred Free. Okay, awesome. And then I wanted some winter jammies, so I got <laughs> I traded for some winter jammies. So I'm ready for winter. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Been ready. <laughs> it did finally just start cooling off a little bit here, which is nice. I, I've oh yes. It. Mm. Yeah, so I don't have air conditioning, so it was a rough oh, summer. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you're loving it even more than I am, that it's cooling off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so for anyone who's listening um, who is intrigued, do you have a simple idea for people to try in their own life? Um, I think if someone lives around here, hey, the simple idea is come check out the Facebook group. But, you know, for anyone in general, I know that you're really into sustainability and now you're, you're in the world of kind of sustainability within fashion. Um, do you have a simple idea to share with people that they could try? Well, what I've been doing for about five years now is I live what I call a buy nothing new life. So anything that that you want or need you can probably get secondhand and getting something secondhand is kind of like living without disturbing the um the environment and and hurting the animals Mm -hmm. another interesting thing that i learned from the junkyard journals uh you should check out the junkyard journals on instagram is that when you buy secondhand what you buy doesn't depreciate in value. So mm. you can always resell it at about the same cost. So it feels like you're just, I don't know, like you're living evenly and calmly and, you know, <laughs> in uh-huh. one with the world to, to know that you're walking through it and not polluting it when you consume. Mm. And that doesn't mean you don't buy things. Like I, um, I buy things that sound like they're bad for the environment but secondhand, like I have a, I have a machine called a cricket that uses vinyl, mm-hmm. which is plastic. Mm-hmm. 
but I go to Remainders, which is a craft reuse store, like a thrift store for craft items, and I can get my vinyl there. And I got my machine off of Facebook Marketplace. So it doesn't really um, cut down your um, your life. It doesn't affect your lifestyle, and it saves the environment, and which in, in effect saves the animals. And there's no the shipping cost. You have to remember that the it, the shipping on a barge from overseas is is has so much pollution. And when you're consuming secondhand, it's usually local. Mm-hmm. I I love the um, the idea of continuing to build around local communities. And I feel like I don't know why for me, but I keep feeling this like stronger and stronger pull every day to. I guess want my community and want the world to turn into small little communities that are really, really vibrant and sustaining and helping themselves. You know, I just have this kind of like dream that that's what the world is shifting toward and going to become. And I don't know if I have on rose colored glasses or not, but it feels to me like the world is shifting that way. Um, It could be because of where I live here in LA, because I do think Northeast LA is um, just kind of that sort of attitude anyway it's, there's a lot, a lot of, um, I feel like just, there's a lot of community and focus on supporting local things, but I love how you've shared how simply the idea of looking for something secondhand, it, it, it's more sustainable in so many ways. It's, you know, you're cutting down on the carbon, you're giving a second life to something, you're, you're not spending a lot of money. You're holding on to the value of what you spend. You know, it's not going in the landfill. I mean, you could just keep going on and on and on with all of the benefits that come from um, trading within your local community. I think so. I've made a lot of, I've made a lot of friends this way too, because you you meet people who care, which Mm. are the kind of friends that you want to (laughs) have. Right. Right. Well, in, in, you know, so I know you've been, so you started Trade Closet because of, um, it, it, it came out of the pandemic, right? So it's like you were always, not always, but at least you've said for the past five years, really into buying secondhand and focusing on your impact on the environment. And then I think you said because of the pandemic, that's what kind of triggered you into saying, actually, I would love to start trading this stuff more than just buying secondhand. Um, yes. But you've been into sustainability for a long time, right? You've had a passion for it. Does it go back past those five years? Or what, what really kind of triggered you to start really thinking about like what your impact is on the earth and like what we can do to, to all help? Gosh. You know, it's been a long time. You know, I remember uh, going to elementary school back in Austin, Texas, and they they really, (laughs) you know, I was sort of a a recycling tyrant as a child. I remember going, my poor neighbor, Matthew, (laughs) we're still friends, but he remembers me like going to their, inspecting their garbage and (laughs) getting onto them. (laughs) I'm sorry, Matthew. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, But I think there's just, I get, I think I'm also enjoy the idea of an organized world and you're talking about sort of 
having neighborhood pods that are self-reliant. I, I really like that idea. I get stressed out when I have this idea of the, when I think of the landfill mm-hmm. and all these things that didn't go somewhere where they could have gone. But I don't know. It's just been so long that I've just wanted things that could find a place to, to find them. So, you know, I, start, I think I started with Art Crick in L.A., where I, I knew people were buying art for their walls mm-hmm. from like Z Gallery or, or Walmart. And they, and for those prices, they, they could be buying art from local artists, you know, they could be buying even just prints and supporting actual people and having uh, work with value. And during that time, I also tried, I, I launched, it wasn't, uh, it didn't really, last but I launched something called get local because I really didn't I really didn't like the idea of you know all the um when you shop on Amazon the shipping you know the the, the um you know the the pollution in the ocean that wastes wasted energy so I made get local as a way to shop local online okay so it was so it was mostly gifts and craft items but my my grand idea that I just didn't have the resources for was just just to put everything that people might want that would be on Amazon in in one place mm-hmm. in one local place so that we could at least reduce the footprint. Yeah. Oh, I, I would love that. I mean, how cool would it be to have, you know, a marketplace that you could just go on to and it's like, here's everything local. And you could imagine having um, a trade button and a buy button and, you know, oh, that just would have be it all like in your local area. Um, you know, maybe someday I, I hear you. It's kind of, um, it's hard to have the resources to, to create something that, you know, is going to catch everyone's attention against Amazon. Um, although saying that with, um, with the pandemic, I do feel like a lot of local shops have been kind of forced online. So it's not one big marketplace, but at least it does feel like if you want to support any of the local shops that, you know, carry things, they're all online now, which, um, makes it easier to find maybe everything that they have. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about liking this idea of a of a local centralized economy. Mm-hmm. One thing that this pandemic has done is, you know, we don't want to go into big stores anymore. And so a lot of us are shopping on Facebook marketplace or finding mm-hmm. a way to buy things without having to go into a store. So I think I think things are becoming more centralized that way. Mm. I think so. And even like, you know, as things start to open up in person, and I know this has happened a lot more, most every place other than where we live. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, I feel like there's probably a, Brit- a bit of a propensity to want to go to the smaller the smaller places and, and still, because yeah. everyone's still a little nervous, right? So it's if you can go into you know, a smaller local place. And I mean, also just with, um, I feel like the way the pandemic has really hit so many small businesses so hard. I also feel like I notice a lot of people around me saying, well, I want to support the small business. You know, I want to try to keep them afloat through this. Um, they they don't get any bailouts, you know, they're people like us. And Mm -hmm. then a lot of people have had to close their shops even. And, Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm supporting a couple of businesses 
that are completely online now. Like um, I like to shop from Bookshow, a used bookstore online now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're not able to keep their space. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's interesting. I guess it'll be really interesting to see what happens a couple years from now. Like, will people be able to kind of start moving? Can they sustain it online for a while? And then will there be this movement of people wanting to go back in person to places? Or are we looking at a future that's kind of all online, you know, delivered to and from our house? I, I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm really interested to kind of see which direction it goes. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that when when the pandemic is over, that there will be an influx of new small businesses. Because I'm hoping that some of the bigger businesses have sort of been well killed by it, <laughs> and that some more small people can move forward. Mm, I hope so. I hope in general we just continue to see more small businesses being able to pop up and move in and. Um, you know, I, you've had a couple of different businesses focused on doing something to support the local economy. And um, I know that it's been hard to get them to sustain, but I love that you keep going and now you're trying trade closet. And, Uh you know, I, I think from what I can tell, it's pretty exciting for the women that are in it. You know, it's, it's, Oh yeah. It's like you said, it's like you get to go shopping without having to spend your money. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's fun. And a lot of them are friends and they invite their friends. So that it, it, it's social and, and they meet people. I want to add that Trade Closet is open to women of all sizes. I want, you know, you, know, you can always trade handbags with a woman. It doesn't matter what size you wear. And we, I really want to see diversity. Mm, yeah. And, and I have noticed too, um, it's nice because what you do is you go on and you kind of share, this is me, this is my, these are my sizes, this is my closet. And so you do find people of all different sizes and also like all different styles, you know? So yes. it's like, you'll, you'll quickly be able to see like, okay, like I, that person and I, we, we probably make sense to trade that one and I, maybe not, but they make sense with this person. So I think that's, um, it, there really is a diversity I feel like already in there. And, and I see what you mean as the more people that join, the more diversity you can even, can even, um, infuse. Yeah. Into it, right. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking, um, you've probably thought of this, but how, when the pandemic is over, I can imagine, um, swap parties in person that would be that would really be fun. awesome. Cause that's, that would be fun. Because then you could actually try stuff on, you could see it, you can drink wine, you can <laughs> be together, right. you know? <laughs> it's so funny. Just that thought of drink wine and be together. Jeez, when was the last time we did that? <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> it's like that in itself sounds so romantic, right? <laughs> I know, such a normal life. Right, right. Um, but yeah, like a, a swap a swap like that um, would be really cool because you would be able to try things on. And what do people do right now? That was actually a question I had for you within the trade closet. Um, you know, it's hard because you don't know what something is going to to look like on you. So are do people um, try things on or how, how does that work? I know that some people will leave their 
things out um, on their porch or something. And then, you know, you can try it on of your clothes or whatever. Um, But, and I've offered when a dress didn't fit somebody, I've offered to undo the trade if they wanted. It's not a big deal. Or, but what usually happens is you just relist it. Or you can go back and if there was someone else who was interested, you can say, hey, this didn't fit me. Do you want to trade? You could just keep trading forever. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And that even fosters more of that community within there. Um, Like you were saying, you've made some friends and I can see how... um, I can see how that would happen and how it would continue to build friendships. It's almost like, I mean, it's not a co-op, but it almost is, you know, like it's like a, you can see how that group would continue to build stronger and stronger friendships um, through that just by. I I think when we don't have COVID that we will will definitely become a more, you know, intimate kind of group in some ways, or there'll be factions that are, um, you know, buddies. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you, so it's it's in Northeast LA. Um, I know you're open. Well, I actually, I don't know about that. Are you open to doing it other places or open to guiding people in other places? Yes, yes. I, um, I kept it limited to Northeast LA because I think it's important that it's a neighborhood group. And also, I wanted to figure out how it would be run because I had this idea of doing your introductory post and then having photo comments of your closet. And that had never been tested. So I didn't know if it was going to work. It seemed to be working well. Mm-hmm. So now that I know that the format works, if anybody would like to start a trade closet in, in another area, I'd be happy to, to talk and, mm-hmm. uh, and share what has worked for my group. Oh, that's awesome. That That's awesome. What is the best way for someone to get a hold of you? Well, I guess the best way. Hmm. That's <laughs> interesting because we're, we're talking about trade closet. Um, I guess you could send an invitation or, or um, a request to join trade closet and just, you know, write in the blurb what mm-hmm. it's about because you'll want to join to check it out if mm-hmm. you're going to be, if you're interested in opening one in another area. You can also find my website. Maybe you'll list it somewhere, my email. I'm yes. Diana Coney. Uh, so art at dianaconey.com is a good one. Um, but I, I'm sure this, uh, will there be some sort of place yes. where you're listings like this? Yes, for sure. Yeah, oh, so there will be show notes with um, links to everything. And um, just verbally, can you also share where they can find the trade closet on Facebook? So that when, if someone's listening um, via the podcast, it's facebook.com slash. I think it's just trade closet. I don't think I put Neela on the end of that one. So I think it's okay. facebook.com slash trade closet. Okay, One perfect. Word. Okay, perfect. And if whoever's listening has a problem, all the links will be in the show notes so you guys can find it there. Um, is there anything else um, that, that you want to share? I One more question for you. Um, because you have been trying sustainability projects for so long and doing different, starting new things all the time, I'm curious what motivates you to keep going? Because I know I also 
have, you know, kind of started different things. And, um, and sometimes I feel really motivated and I really feel like I can do things that will make a difference. And sometimes I fizzle out a little bit and think, I should just go um, to the store and buy a bunch of clothes and just like binge on shopping and just stop trying all this because it doesn't make a difference at all. And I, you know, sometimes I get those feelings where I'm just like defeated and I'm curious mm-hmm. um, what motivates you, what, what motivates you to keep going and what, where do you find that drive to keep going? Well, in, in terms of shopping, I'm, I'm so used to uh, shopping in secondhand places that I, and I can't really go back because of the unique discoveries that you make when you, when you go to an unconventional store, you you just, you find things, you, you know, there's a a feeling of, of, of fate sometimes, you know, just, it's, it's hard to let go of that now, now that I'm so used to it. But in terms of continuing to start projects, even after some what would be called failures, <laughs> um, you know, the I've, I think I read something like that. Uh, what is it? Something like two out of three new businesses fail, mm-hmm. and I always took that as meaning that means you have to try three businesses. <laughs> that's, that's a great way to think about it. It really is. And yeah. I feel like for some reason I've heard like four out of five or something like that. Oh yeah. Which, okay. So you have to, you have to, you have yes, to you have to try five. five. So there we go. Everybody <laughs> have to do at least five. And if for some reason those don't, those don't work, then the stat is eight out of 10. <laughs> so you have to do at least yeah. 10. <laughs> no, but I love that. And, um, a lot of times I feel like, um, sustainability projects might be just a teensy bit ahead of their time and things are changing very, very quickly. Um, and Mm -hmm. so, you know, an idea that, that maybe didn't flourish before might flourish like five years later, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I I fully expect to see some, some version of get local (laughs) in a few years, (laughs) some Mm -hmm. interview of some somebody who's been made very rich by it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh, well, in, in Art Cricket, too, I, I feel like is um, that's such a cool idea as well to, to just help people. Because I know for me, I always assume that art is going to be way beyond what I can afford you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I almost like will shy away from it or get scared of it because I'm like, I, I won't be able to afford it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I love how you said, well, for the same price as, you know, someone's buying something at Walmart, you could probably buy a piece of art and support a local artist. And, um, that's honestly like a bit of a new idea for me. I've just always assumed like I need to have a whole lot of money if I'm ever going to purchase, um, or when I, when I'm purchasing something from an artist, I need to, you know, be spending a ton of money for that. And so I, I really love that idea too, just to introduce to people, like it's, it's not always out of reach. Um, no, it's really not. And I mean, worst case you buy a print of theirs, you know, a, a reproduction of their work and that would be the same price as something that you get that's made, you know, in China and supports Walmart. Um, 
but it still has more of a personal connection. Mm. Yeah. Which is really nice, you know, and, and I like how you even said that about the second hand. And, and I feel like that could honestly go for almost every single thing that we buy. There is, um, I've noticed that in the past few years of my life of just, just trying to like make those decisions a little more consciously and choose something smaller or something more local it there, you really do have a, a more of an attachment to it because it has that yeah. story behind it and you know what the story is and it becomes part of your story. Um, and it's, it's really special then. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I love how you describe that with your secondhand shopping and just being reminded that when we do consciously make choices of whether we're buying something or trading it, whatever it is that we're choosing, when we really consciously decide on that, it means a lot more to us. Um, and it's easy I to agree. forget that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally think it's really nice to wear clothes from, you know, women I, I know and, continue um continue a conversation with and and get to know mm. I, it doesn't i mean there's this idea of new but new is often made you know by underpaid workers in a factory and i'm really glad not to be supporting that i feel i feel much cozier this mm. way mm -hmm. and i love that um trade closet is supporting in a way that is also very accessible to anyone anybody can join. Um, well, as long as you're inside these streets, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> no. but I mean, I mean, literally anyone can join and you can trade anytime and it's not having to, you know, it's not having to hit your pocketbook and you're not having to budget for all this extra, you know, spending on clothing or whatever it's, it, you can, everybody can do it, which is really awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on here today and telling us all about all, all about this creative idea and all of your other creative ideas. Um, it's like you're you're obviously a creative artist person with the ideas that have come out of you and that you've started <laughs> and you've shared. Um, I just I think it's yeah, inspiring. I'm always thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always just thinking. How can I? This could be better. How can I? What can I do to make this better? <laughs> I, I feel like that's the story of my life. <laughs> like sometimes I just want to stop thinking. <laughs> like sometimes that's I just, true. I just shut it off. But it's impossible. It's just like not. I wasn't built that way. I just. I, I did I tell going. myself no, no new projects. You're not allowed. But then I made an exception for trade closet. <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah. You always have to, always have to make the exception. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad you did because I think it's a really awesome idea. Um, I'm really excited for people to hear about it and to join. And um, yeah, and hopefully someone from another city will contact you. And that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. It means the world to me to have your support as I work to get this podcast off the ground. If you'd like to join us live next week, I am going to be interviewing Katie and Rachel from Hijinks Costumes. They make the most gorgeous kids' costumes that are durable. They're made from eco-conscious materials, and they make a point to have a super transparent supply chain that goes all the way back to their LA factory. 
If you want to tune in and watch and ask your own questions, join us next Tuesday at noon Pacific time. You can join us on Facebook or YouTube. You'll find it at bit.ly slash Faffy podcast dash live. So that's bit.ly slash F-A-F-E podcast dash live. Thanks guys.